Welcome to Most Extreme Ranking Challenge Goes to the Movies. We will be ranking the three best and two worst movies of a certain subject. With five spots and five judges, we will have an abundance of chaos and fun trying to make the perfect list. In this radical episode, we take you back to the 90s. Welcome to a new Most Extreme Ranking Challenge Goes to the Movies. Uh, we couldn't figure out a longer title, so that's what you get. Uh, I am Tyler, your host, as always, and today um, you... We have two of our regular go to the movies people. Uh, we are missing uh, Anna, who is sick uh, on from purpose. Partying, from Just partying, from partying so much. She partied like it was 1999, and, she and we are. Man. She showed up in Vegas drunk and left Vegas drunk. Nah, Anna, you watching this? You deserve that hangover because you know what you did. Mm -hmm. Hangover part four with uh, sorry Anna, and then uh, Samantha or Betty Geek is not here because of uh, of work. Uh, and so. Uh, welcome, uh, everybody. Matt, thank you so much for subbing in as the normal host. And cool. as our normal host for this podcast, we have Josiah. Josiah, hi, me. <laughs> we also I have... Was, oh. I recall the 90s quite yeah. fondly. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, same oh, here. Cool. Kind of fondly? Yeah. Eh. It's... Eh. Yeah. Eh. Um, and then also Albert. Hi. 90s. My young formative years. <laughs> oh, I miss it so. And, and. Uh, Albert is coming to uh, coming uh, to us via dial-up. That's how that's how dedicated <laughs> from his is. '90s modem. <laughs> that's how he's dedicated. calling in on AOL. He's got one of those discs. <laughs> Damn! Oh my god! Verizon. That's, that's, back in that's the how time. dedicated oh, he is to. Oh, the there, 90s. there was no Verizon in the '90s, dude. It was he was uh, AirTouch. Filling in for la literally last second, uh, because Anna was sick last second. Jeremy, the chant is, or Jeremy TV is our special guest today. Jeremy, thank you so it's much. It's okay. For you being can use my government name. It's fine. Yeah. Sorry. I'll, I'll oh, bleep nice. it out. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> I am the Anna now. Yeah. We're going to see FBI come in in the, in the background <laughs> and take, you know, we found, we found him. Uh, he's you know, He's on this nerd podcast. What a nerd. Um, but yeah, today we're going to be ranking the top three and the bottom two 90s movies of all time we all grew up in the 90s uh some of us older than than the rest uh, i'm looking at you matthew i'm just kidding i think matt's probably the youngest one in here um nigga what <laughs> i'm older than you what what are you talking what? about you know you see the deadness in my eyes that automatically shows you i'm older than you man i've been dead for a long time okay <laughs> when they did when they did rugrats in paris that's when i died okay when we found that's Rugrat, right. Rugrat, That's right. Rugrats in Paris. That yeah, we go to. Yeah, that that was my thing that made me die because when we found <laughs> out the story about like Chucky's mom and everything, and he and, uh, and Charles had to end up remarrying everything and married that Japanese girl, which I was like proud of, but at the same oh, time I was like, man, right. you're gonna betray her mom like that? Like, yo, you can't do Chucky's mom like that. Like, uh, uh that hurt. That hurt. Hurt all day. That's, anyway, a, that's a whole separate <laughs> like we could do a whole podcast on that yeah. movie. Real talk. Real talk. <laughs> you, 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 you. Next time. You need to relax. Top three, bottom two moments. I of think a therapy session might be in order as well. That's a, it's two different issues, not wrong. really. <laughs> not wrong yeah. at all. Uh, oh, man. But uh, we're going to be starting off with ranking the top three best 90s movies. <laughs> for judges on this episode, at number three for the third best, it'll be Matthew. At Boys number night. two... Number two, it'll be Albert. Number one will be Jeremy. And then for the bottom two, at number two, it'll be myself. 
and then number one, Josiah. And unlike our main show, uh, judges do not get to be selfish and we do not get our own picks. Everybody is, everybody has a hole on this list. Because I would very much like to not go first with my pick. I feel like I need to marinate <laughs> well, it. Well, I'm the judge, to, right? Uh, you are the judge, for the sure. Would it, you I'll like choose. to pick? Okay. Yeah, I'll choose... Uh... Jeremy, go, 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 Jeremy. I want to hear you. I like I you like would it. wait for me to take a drink and then, <laughs> yeah, right. and then boys night. That's, that's the classic the thing boys you t- I, like. I want to avoid being picked. Let me just take this drink. Oh, you yeah. picked mm. me. I have no idea. We, okay, so, we, we know your tricks <laughs> work for it. See, now I don't want to say it because it's gonna feel like I pandered. I don't give a shit. Pander, fucking right. pander to me. <laughs> All right, so the 90s. Had a lot of themes as far as movies go. One of them was sports movies. And the greatest sports movie of all time, in my humble opinion, is Space Jam. Oh my gosh. I get it. Space Jam. For the culture. No. One, for the culture. Two, the Looney Tunes meets Michael Jordan, the comedy, the animation, everything about the movie was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I I hate sports. I absolutely hate sports. I cared more about that movie and more about Michael Jordan's career than any any other random white kid on my block. I wanted the jerseys. I had all the toys. I had I had stuffed versions of Bugs and Lola Bunny. And I'm not even going to get started on Lola Bunny. That's a different conversation. You can. Oh, you definitely can. No, that's <laughs> oh, you definitely can. But I brought it up to pander to you. Damn uh, right. <laughs> I think, hands down, out of all of the 90s sports movies, Space Jam was the best sports movie because even if you did not like sports, you loved Space Jam. So for my number three pick, it's got to be Space Jam. <laughs> all the, I could just, all the judgment on Jeremy right now. <laughs> No, nah, I ain't judging. I love that. No, show. I know you're nah. not. I know hey, you're not. Nah. Here's the problem, I... though. I'm amongst professionals, and y'all got me on this fucking episode. So prepare for other shit. I'm just like, I know. Yeah. Okay. You have X critic. You have critic, oh, and, you have pro- and you have here. producer screen screen screen. Yeah, uh, and that is great. That is great. But throw that all out the fucking window with me. Yeah, all right. Oh, Whatever you think is the worst movie is going to be you're, the best movie to me. You are chaos incarnate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think Space Jam's not even like a chaotic pick. It's like, not. Solid it had pick. good acting, good animation, and like combining 2D and real world <laughs> acting is like it did it better than most people. It is very 90s. I'll say that about it. Like <laughs> yeah, extremely right. 90s. How, you, yeah, how can you go right. 90s and Michael Jordan and the cartoon rabbits? But. The most important, the coolest thing about that movie is the fact that it like spurred him on to like coming back to the NBA. Yeah. So that's really the, the historical career and life changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In terms because... of a, a filmic work of art, I oh, would man. have to disagree. But yeah. I think that just shows uh, maybe the age difference. I was a teenager at this point. So I had moved just beyond where this would work for me. But if I were like three years younger, it would for lack of a better word, oh. totally also be my jam. But mm. being what? This came out, what is it? Was it 96? Came out 97? What oh, year? 97, I think. Okay. Yeah, what? so I was I was born in Something 82. Like so like I was, 96. you know, You're right. 15 probably. So yeah. definitely yeah, so not I, I, the demographic. I was, I was younger. I was definitely the demographic. Uh, I sang I Believe I Could Fly. 
I tried oh, out. I tried out for choir. R. Kelly. Maybe yeah. We forget who sings it, but great song. Great song. Great, great song. We can separate the artist singer. from the song. Okay, we, that we was separate him. too. All right. Wow. The song Space. was a banger. The Space Jam theme song. The whole soundtrack was good. Yeah, I'll, I'll give okay. it that. I will definitely give it that. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I don't want to go last, Matt. I just keep that in mind. I don't okay. Go cool. Last. Uh, since jo- uh, Josiah was talking earlier, Josiah, <laughs> give me a professional opinion. Talk to me. Sure. So I I don't pander to any of that. I just these are I my bet. this is my list. So I just that's how I do it. So it works yeah. if you're chaotic. Cause mm-hmm. I I have uh, I do have logic, but no rhyme or reason. So for me, I, I I when I when we did the '80s list, I kind of thought of like since it's summed down to three movies, you really got to like pick movies that are representative of more than just sort of like you know Space Jam. Actually, to defer, it's a little bit of a good choice because it is representative of the '90s in a certain way. Uh, it's a terrible movie, so I think you know that's a check <laughs> against it, but it's representative of the '90s. But a film that I think is a great film, possibly the greatest action film ever and representative of the 90s and being nine years old when this movie came out and seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger pitching this movie on every late night talk show as the hottest movie of the summer greatest action film oh. ever made James Cameron's best film still he's just obsessed with making 47,000 Avatar movies now is Terminator 2 Judgment oh, sorry, I, thought you were I think it just <laughs> Well, true lie. That's Tyler. You, there's a, we did an episode on our old show, Popmosis, where Tyler, we had a whole in depth episode where we brought that up, where arguably that's the best one. I love but True Lies. I got to go with, I think this movie usurps that in just in terms of it was so big. It was mm-hmm. such a huge movie at that time. I mean, absolutely, it lived up to the hype as movies rarely do. And it, the this like the breakthroughs in special effects, but part of why it stands out for me is you have the CG of you know the T one thousand and all that, but the practical effects because it's one of the last handful of movies. True Lies is actually probably the last true one of that of the practical effects action movies where before it transitioned to you know Fast and the Furious where it's a bunch of CGI cars doing things crazy stuff whatever they do I just can't keep up with it. So that is my pick for that reason. I think it's a great film on its own merit, yeah. but it also represents the 90s in that way. And it was just a huge, huge film for the 90s. Solid. solid. That is hard like to argue a, with Terminator. Damn. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Damn. Uh, now, Tyler, you can now go since you don't want to be last. Yeah, I would very much like that. Um, okay, so I went a very different route from both. Uh, I could, Maybe my aligns a little bit more with Jeremy. So I, yes. picked, a, I picked a movie that is a sci-fi film. Uh, and a very actually uh, an amazing sci-fi film, and um, I'm actually let me let me figure. I mean, okay, perfect. Um, it came out in 1999, the complete end of the decade. Um, I feel like that this movie has an audience. It, it, it's it's a movie for everybody, uh, as long as you can handle or care about. Um, sci-fi you will love this movie and i think everybody that i know unanimously loves this film it is a spoof movie but it's also a really good sci-fi movie as well with an outstanding cast of you have tony shalhoub you also what i have have no idea where this is going (laughs) you have sam rockwell you have sigourney weaver you have alan uh good movie yeah, thank you. Yeah, it, yeah, it's Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is oh. easily one of the greatest, like, honestly, like, 
sci-fi comedies ever. I think it like I think it actually helped bring back Star Trek too as well. Like I I love that movie and I have watched that movie an ungodly amount of times. It was so big that they brought it back in comic book form and tried to make it into a sequel film, but unfortunately lost Alan Rickman and uh you know it'll be hard to make the movie without him but like it's such a good funny film just like perfect for everybody and so uh i i sorry it was a good film it was yeah it's hard to look back on like tim allen movies speaking of problematic people from the 90s um but yeah it's you know but i galaxy quest is one of those like it's yeah you know, he was so coked I, out. It was so coked out. It wasn't even really Tim Allen. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it was probably a <laughs> much nicer Tim version was, than I, Tim Allen. Yeah, he was whatever the name of the character he played was, which I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. I, the one thing I'll say, uh, sort of a strike against that movie from my point of view, is it is it was released in the '90s, but no one saw it then. It was discovered like I did. on HBO <laughs> like a year later when it then played over and over and over again, and then everybody saw it and realized, oh, I wish I saw this movie when it was out originally. I think oh. that's the Cool, like, which is kind of cool how that movie was discovered because it was really just a flop that came and it went. It was a cult hit. Yeah. yeah I remember just... seeing it with my dad in theaters twice. Also, oh, really? T- wow. Yeah. You're the one. Well, you I know. I was. I was the one. We, yeah. we were the four tickets. But uh, also, <laughs> Justin Justin Long saved the day. That's, I think that that movie deserved more points, too, because in the end, Justin Long saved the day. <laughs> and that's a good movie in my book. <laughs> I thought it was it's, it's an amazing movie. I could not name any of the characters. But what? I can. You don't remember Guy? You're not gonna die on the planet, Guy. I'm not. What's my last name? It's uh, um, uh, I don't know. Nobody knows. Do you know why? Because my character isn't important enough for a last name. Because I'm gonna die five minutes in. Guy, you have a last name. I remember the film, and I remember some of the quotes, and like I remember how funny it was. And how ridiculous it was, especially as a fan of like Star Wars and Star Trek, yeah. all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was definitely a cult hit. I think. Yeah, there's a great documentary on it that I can't remember the name. It's like the the saying that Alan Rickman's character, or the the, the saying of like the sort of the show that, that there's a mm. documentary that um, it's really good that examines like sort of the never give up, never surrender. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah never yeah, surrender a, a a Galaxy Quest documentary. Um, I also say we, we went to Emerald City back in August and in uh to do unnecessary debates, and there was a museum that I went to with my friends because our flight was our was like heavily heavily delayed, so we went to a uh one of their museums and they had the actual Saris, uh the villains um like costume and it is so awesome and it so Mopop? detailed, huh? Opop. I think so. It has like yeah. everything from all, every movie. It also, yeah, it also had all of the costumes from Black Panther there too. Albert, bring it on home. Give me your bring choice. I'm gonna choose the the snobby pick apparently because apparently I didn't get a team of only geeky movies and whatnot. But some would argue this is kind of like a geeky movie if you're a film nerd. That is, mm-hmm. uh, in the mid '90s, most people were literally just going to the movies for the blockbusters, dramatic comedies, you know, all that stuff. And indies was just something that. Film buffs usually watched it. But there was oh, one no. indie I thought oh. broke the mold here and spawned a lot of copycats, influenced a lot of people, and made them see movies in a different way, and that's Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Oh, what? Ooh. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. 
A Pulp Fiction. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pulp Fiction was 90s? Yeah. 94. 94. Oh, man. 94, yeah. Like, I, I, I was one of those guys who don't really watch independent films, but I guess the gangster aspect of Pulp Fiction brought, brought me to the movie. And then the moment the first scene popped up in the diner, I'm like, what the heck am I watching here? Yeah. You know, and it really brought me down to a spiral of like, wow, movies can be like this. Like, it's in, hold on, is that a guy dead? Why is he alive now? It's like, it really like blew my mind on what movies can be, so what storytelling can be in filmmaking, and how cheap movies can be and still look good. Uh, and and the yeah, back John Travolta, yeah. if that's a plus. But uh, Samuel Jackson, of course, stole the movie for a lot of people, and 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 even Bruce Willis was really good in it too. But uh, yeah, Paul Fishin, um, very different role for him. <laughs> a lot of copycats, and that's the bad part of this that a lot of people completely try to copy. The vernacular, the the dialogue of Pulp Fiction, the style of it, and a lot of people failed. Yeah, but Pulp Fiction is still the king daddy of it all. I, I like that choice. I actually own yeah. a um, the the wallet, Sam Jackson's wallet, the bad yeah. motherfucker wallet. I own that. That's my my everyday wallet. That's I get awesome. comments on it all the time. <laughs> it's not good that I watched that movie when I was young because I was in '94 and I was four years old at that time. So I ended up watching it like later on in like life and everything. And I can quote that whole scene with Samuel Jackson saying, say what again? Say what again? I can quote that whole scene. Yeah. No problem. I love that part. Oh, so good. See, yeah. I thought it was, I guess I am younger than other people in here. Cause I was like, I didn't see that until I was, it was much later in my life. And I, I thought yeah, of it as same. an eighties movie because of oh, that. So I didn't no. see it until college. <laughs> I thought like, Reservoir Dogs young for some reason. Yeah. Like, They're both my, early '90s, though. Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. It's yeah. it's a really like uh, it's a good choice by Albert because it's a very iconic film of the '90s, and it was also like he said the significance of it as an independent film was sort of a breakthrough independent film. Aside from other people trying to copy it, it was you know Oscar nominated and those things when that wasn't as commonplace for independent films. Although. You could argue the indianness of it because it's very much a Hollywood film with Hollywood people. You know, Titan mm, Tarantino mm-hmm. had already had an established career at that point. He was in the yeah. business. So it wasn't like cast. Was a, yeah, it wasn't like he made it yeah. like it wasn't like, you know, like uh, sort of a parallel with like Kevin Smith and Clerks, which was like a truly an outsider or. um. That's what I thought you were going with. I thought you were going to say Clerks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the reason why I didn't go with Clerks, because in terms of like pop culture uh, influence, Pop fiction kind of trumps clerks. Yeah, a thousand percent. It's a huge yeah. pop culture influence, but I mean, uh, yeah, clerks is, but pop fiction, I think, kind of trumps it. Yeah. So it, it's part of filmmaking history in a sense. But uh, it also kind of established the whole soundtrack of a movie. Everybody wants to get their their, their quirky soundtrack list into their movie. Uh, speaking of quirky, the characters, they show up for one scene and they're iconic right there and then. Yeah. There's so many things that, that, that this movie influenced. With a lot of filmmakers of today, because well, even like there, there's a direct ref, re influence from Pulp Fiction to Clerks because Pulp Fiction had all the songs that kind of became the soundtrack, which were intentional. Harvey Weinstein, but another, let's not talk about him, but he Man, wanted the 90s a bunch just of he wanted to find so much greatness. Yeah, there's a lot of horrible <laughs> men out there. Um, so on the all man yeah. episode here, uh, so he wanted uh, he basically then the 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 budget for. Uh, the movie clerks is like you know 57 cents and they had to spend like i don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars probably or at least 
several thousand dollars on the licensing rights to the songs that were actually used in the movie because the the release version that Harvey Weinstein wanted these like grunge type songs. He wanted like that grunge feel for Pulp Fiction, but it was like a direct like it was that sort of like, oh, we need to sell the, sell the soundtrack album kind of thing. It's just funny how, but even Pulp Fiction like influence movies in uh, from a business sense too. Yeah. This is going to be interesting because like most of my list is like, oh, I'm realizing I was a child in the 90s. And yeah, I, I'm picking same. geeky nerd stuff. I yeah. am. I am. I am. I am same with you, Jeremy, on that. So in this case, I'm going to manifest the power of Lamar Lacan guy into myself right now and try and be as professional as I can and not be chaotic. Cause this ain't like a typical episode where I can be utter <laughs> chaos. I have to you try and be, be a little you bit. Pro- I, you're right. But I'm going to be try a little bit professional. And on that note, because of the four options I have, basically I have space jam, Terminator two judgment day, galaxy quest and Pulp fiction. Two of these things um, are not like the others. <laughs> two of these things are not like those. And like, my my at this time during the, during this time I was young I I think I may be the youngest one here I'm not sure but I was a child during this time and some of these movies I definitely should not have watched as a kid like I watched <laughs> Pulp Fiction when I was a kid and I definitely shouldn't have watched that as a kid that goes into some traumatic stuff that I could talk about in another episode as well too so going by this list. Tyler, I'm sorry. It's all good. Galaxy Quest did not have I an impact like on it, me. It, oh, really? No, wait, hear me out. To be mentioned, at I that feel. time, because when I think 90s, I'm thinking of 90s that was impactful and that I may have related to. I watched Galaxy Quest when I was older, and I think when I was in college. So I yeah. understand and appreciate how that movie is. But from a 90s perspective, while growing up, that had no influence on me whatsoever, except, except it was the guy from Home Alone. I mean, not Home Alone, uh, Home Improvement. That's it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> sorry. That's what I meant to say. Um, with on that, I sorry, was like, Tyler. What the hell? Josiah, I'm sorry. I'm oh. sorry. But Terminator 2, oh, once again, God. as a child, I should not have watched these movies. And that is also a movie I definitely should not have watched when I was a child. And now when I go back and watch it again and realize how impactful it was and how good it was regarding quality and cinematography, solid as hell. But when you're young, that doesn't really catch your interest. All you see is scary robot chasing you. You're scared shitless. And like, I definitely didn't even finish the movie when I was younger. Cause I was scared, you know? So I have to choose between space jam and Pulp fiction. I the choice. This Ew. is a wild choice. In my opinion, opposite sides of the spectrum, both opposite sides of the spectrum, but both <laughs> was impact was impacting my life at that time. And as much as I want to say, what say what again, I double dare you. Motherfucker, say what one more goddamn time? I definitely can't choose this just because I definitely should not have watched that as a kid. But Space Wait, Jam what was you... impactful for me. Oh okay? my god, I get it, I understand. But when you think '90s, you think of Michael Jordan. You no, think I... of how he was in sports and everything. You think about the impactfulness of Looney Tunes, like during that time with Looney Tunes as well too. Like the Lot Thirty Three shirts came out with Bugs Bunny, and they had like a urban feel with it and that was very impactful at least from my uprising as well too because that was something i thought was cool and interesting and space jam itself gave us a banger soundtrack that i still listen to to this day so i am going to go with space jam and i understand why y'all don't like that but it is the most connected movie with me
And at any point, you know, I want to throw in a card. You know, it's oh, great, though. We don't have, have cards I, I on the I, show. I respect that you can have really great logic and still be wrong. So Yeah, yeah you know what? And that's fine. Water's wet, sky blue. You also chose Terminator, so you can't talk shit anyway. So what? Terminator 2 This is, is like... number three, though. This is yeah, exactly. Yeah. This I mean, three. Hey, top I... five? Sure, I agree with you. But three? Mm-mm. Space Jam is top three, in my opinion, because of the fact of oh. how impactful it was. But it's a horrible Look. film with horrible acting. And Look, like, there's also it, horrible, and horrible film writing and horrible editing and horrible animating. Like once again, like... we're amongst professionals. <laughs> I get it from a professional standpoint. I understand. Oh, but we're going. I so overall, wish we had. I so overall. wish we had challenge cards on this. I could like walk out the street and pull my pull my neighbors here and who know nothing of film and they would agree with us here that this yeah. is not the you best sure about film. that? I bet twenty bucks right now if you pull the neighbor out of your neighborhood, they'll <laughs> know what Space you, Jam like, is. My house that, that would not yeah. be the case. I can't bet my house because I don't got one. So moving on with that, I'm sitting with my choice of Space Jam. So. All right. You, you, you're older than us. We can't afford this, houses. Yeah, obviously. We're millennials. We can't afford it. And we can't even look at a house. I'm still yeah. a millennial, too. He's a millennial, too. Um. Oh, my God. This this is this is an episode so far. All righty. We're going to go on to number two. Albert will be our judge. Um. Our, our uh, uh, number three was Space Jam. Matthew, you were judge last, last time. Would you like to go first? Sure, I would love to. Uh, unless anybody wants to go first in particular. No? Cool. All right. Then. <laughs> so my so number scared. two, my number two is, uh, is it was, cause I have two that are tied, but it's either I have to choose one of my personal favorites or I do it for the culture. <laughs> and as the only uh, Negro on this uh, Boys Night podcast, got to do it for the culture. So my number two choice is, as they call it, a hood classic. It is a classic movie about, real talk, just being in the hood. Like, this movie was very impactful to at least Black culture and Black community because of the fact that this is what people dealt with, like, in Los Angeles, South Central. Like, I, this movie was so impactful. I literally have witnessed this and dealt with this many of times in my life while growing up. And even this movie itself went from the actor being a very hard rapper to start in his career in movies as well, too. And to this day, no one, and I mean no one, can point out who Felicia is exactly unless you've watched the movie religiously. So my choice is Friday. Yep, I knew with it. Ice Cube first, yep. and Chris I Tucker knew before it. he went Christian and shit. I thought you were going Boys in the Hood because you were like the yeah. other no, side but, of it. Did, but but there's two sides Cube, of it. That was actually Ice Cube's breakthrough movie. Yeah. Yep. So. So, but like there, there's a lot of black influential movies with that. Friday resonated more with me because Love I used Friday. to actually grow in the neighbor. I used to grew. I grew up in the neighborhood where the movie took place at. Mm-hmm. So. I understood how it was for the culture. I understood about random crackheads showing up. I understood the pastor that was very religious, but being a deviant as well, too. <laughs> I understand a uh, very hot mother walking by and you're like, damn, like this was Friday was a part of the culture, but it also was a part of a lot of people's lives like every day, especially if you grew up here in Los Angeles and from there, we also got other movies as well, too. Next Friday, Friday after next. And yeah. just from there, solid movies that Ice Cube has just given us, even while he was doing uh, music as well, too. Because even yeah. when NWA came out and, like, Straight Outta Compton was a thing, you never would have thought Ice Cube would do a movie. 
yep. you know, like, and him being a producer, and I believe he, not director, but he was a producer of the movie, great fucking movie. It explained what it was like living in the hood without it being over dramatic and added and adding like different like Hollywood scenes. No, it was a real movie. Yeah. And a I lot of people did experience that. So I love once again, this for the culture, pick, but also and one of my the, favorite movies. And the writing is so good in the movie. Like mm-hmm. the, the comedic timing of the writing is so good in the movie. Like the, yeah. the way they set up the, the quick back and forth that they have just yeah. is so good. And they had such a good sequel. And that was it. I I did not the, like the cool thing. Fight like you, next. I, like Tyler. you were saying though the the about the like, the culture and growing up in that environment. But the reason that movie kind of transcends that, the reason that it did transcend that, is because I am a white kid from a rural Pennsylvania, and the character types are people that I would see. Like the guy wasn't well. Actually, I I knew where the crackheads were, but you know, it was the drunk guy or the, there was these, I, I, I literally delivered the newspaper in a trailer court. So like all of those types of people lived in that community around me. So that's why I feel like that movie works too for a lot of people is because it, it transcends the quote, you know, the target audience in that regard, mm-hmm. you know, and that's one of the things that really holds Relatable. up well. And, and like you said, I think like, you know, I thought you were going the boys in the hood path, but this movie kind of transcends that in a way too because that can that's a movie that it's a good movie but it can be very melodramatic and heavy yep. to the point of like that's not life either there's a balance to it too like, you know it's like like there is a balance with boys in the hood and boys in the hood does have a very impactful feel as well too but that is the serious intense yeah oh shit kind of situation while friday was actually something everyone dealt with whether mm-hmm. it was very dramatic or casual as fuck Everyone yeah. has at least dealt with a situation that has happened in Friday at least once. You know, I I always refer to the scene, uh, like you don't fight a crackhead, crackheads wobble, but they don't fall down. Like that whole like, like I grew up in a rough neighborhood, so like that that was it was highly relatable for me. Yeah. and I thought the the whole movie was just super well done. Um, and like I said, the writing it's it speaks for itself. Like the, mm-hmm. the quips are great. Solid choice. Oh man. Okay. Now, okay, who's going to follow that? All right, Albert, who would you like to go next? Um, I guess we go alphabetic order. So, uh, Tyler? Okay. All righty. Um, definitely not alphabetical order. <laughs> Whatever. Go, I, Tyler. M-T, M-T. <laughs> you loop around. Yeah, you got to keep I, going. Okay. Um, okay, so <laughs> mine is an animated movie, and before we start recording... Uh, Jeremy said that he did not have any animated films on there. And then he said what his number one movie of all time was, which was my number two always on this list. I have chosen the iron giant. It is a Marvel feat for animation. It was, I understand that like Disney makes movies for everybody, but they are always going to be more geared towards children. No matter what, where I think the iron giant was literally a movie uh, that really didn't even need to be animated, but they did it, and it's just so gorgeous. But it was a movie that was like, that's a true movie for everyone. Um, it didn't really hold back. It didn't have a bunch of fart jokes or like little talking little, you know, little animal characters, you know, um, or anything like that. It just told a story smart uh, in an intelligent way for both children and for uh, adults to understand 
and it's a movie that is referenced so much. Like, I feel like a lot of people in the 90s knew who Superman was was because of that movie, because of the Iron Giant. Because we didn't really see Superman much, except for unless you read comics or you saw the animated series. And then, because no, none of us, I don't think, watched Lois and Clark, right? Did any of us watch Lois I and did. Clark? I did, but I was a weird kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> As well, we've established, I, I was a pretty weird that. kid. I definitely didn't watch that. And I'm, I'm Terry so Hatcher was the good Lois Lane, so, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I just, yeah, I mean, I'll never watch it now because of the other guy. But hey, um, guy, yeah. yeah. How many bad people are in this shit? <laughs> Dude, <What>? like, <laughs> Dean, Dean Kane is Kane? trash. Once, once... Dean Kane is trash. Um, oh, but weirdly, anyway. once on a flight from Pittsburgh, my wife and I are like, that guy looks like, what's that guy? Oh, it's, it was the guy from Superman. It was Dean Kane. And I happened to Google him, and it happened to be his birthday that day. And he was on our flight back to LA. It was just a weird coincidence, but yeah. Yeah. Kane's birthday it was July something. Oh man. But um oh, fuck. Iron Giant <laughs> is, I mean that animation is unbelievable. I absolutely cry every time I watch that movie. And I've seen that movie probably over 20 times. But again, I because I want to talk about like le- a lot of my list is like more about legacy, about like what has happened cult followings and uh also like not exactly like what is um like helped with other movies and stuff like that, but more of just about cult followings and what has really stood the test of time. And I really do believe that Galaxy Quest for one was one, and then but Iron Giant a thousand percent. I like that Tyler in it is like creating a sub list within the list. Like this yeah. is a yeah. future episode. Like it's called ADHD. <laughs> oh man! If and and it's true. At the beginning of this, I specifically avoided animated films because I'm huge in animation. I was like, that needs to be its own episode. And top of that list for me is absolutely the Iron Giant. And you talk about it holding up. I I don't even want to go against you right now because it's like my favorite movie. <laughs> so I will like fr- I'm freaking out that you pick the same thing. There's uh, really I, one there's literally really one movie that I think is better than it. And so I recently had my partner watch it and she had never seen it. And she she thought it was amazing. She cried. She she went through the whole gambit of emotions i went through and i i I, cartoon network i don't know if people knew this in the 90s cartoon network used to do these 24 hour three day long marathons of the same thing Mm. and that's how i watched the iron giant over and over and over again every day i'd wake up and i'd watch the iron giant for like five hours and uh yeah it's it's too bad warner brothers doesn't know what to do with the Iron Giant property. What do you mean? He yeah. was in Space Jam too. Well, he was in Space Jam. He was in Ready Player I One. And I know the worst kind of way to use him. Oh, and he they put him in the new game Multiverses, their new Smash Brothers. Yeah, we, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that because how broken fucking Iron Giant is in that game. We don't He's talk so about good. that. It's so good, my boy. So fucking broken. Mm-mm. I had to change up my list a little bit, and I'm. I think this should be number one. But since I'm picking for number one, mm, no, I'm going to give you guys a chance to put it as number one. I know somebody's going to pick it. And if somebody okay. doesn't pick it, I'm going to throw a fit. God, I uh, hope we're on the same page here. So no I think uh, pulling from my list, because there was one that I don't think Albert's going to pick. Uh, but if there was other people here, I, it would win. Um, I am going to go with The Mummy. Dang, that was ni- That was 90s. Brendan Fraser. Oh. Uh, the whole cast, beautiful, the cinematics, amazing, the acting. I like Space Jam's looking like a better pick all of a sudden. 
Oh, you didn't like the mummy? <laughs> oh my god. The mummy don't hate it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't like hate it. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to misconstrue that, but you can continue. Sorry. The mummy <laughs> raised a whole generation of bisexuals. Uh, is my favorite quote. My other <laughs> thing about the mummy is the mummy was Indiana Jones for us. Yeah. Like 100%. everything that Indiana Jones was in the eighties, like our generation got with the nineties with the mummy. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was cool. Uh, his, history, artifacts, treasure hunting, all of that. And like, it was our Indiana Jones and I'm, yeah, I stand by the mummy as my my number two pick. I think uh, the CGI was maybe not as good as the CGI is today, but you can't tell me that you can I watch that scene up. with the scarab and not like, ugh, not like, ugh. Like, I can't look at that scene even as an adult today and go, ugh. So I think, I think the mummy, hands down. I have a weird, not a weird, but a personal story, maybe why I'm biased against it. So uh, about 10 years-ish after that, I was uh, done with college before I went back to grad school at USC. Before I went back to school, I was like working in LA trying to break into the film industry. And a friend of mine uh, connected me with this guy who was the assistant of Steven Summers, who's director of that. He's like, he needs somebody to replace him. You can get this job. And I sent an email really quick and I didn't have a resume, so I had to like make it on the spot. And I, my friend then calls me berating me because I guess I had grammatical errors in my resume that I sent and he was humiliated by me sending this off. So that was my, uh, <laughs> bad mummy related story. Cause I think at the time he was making one of the GI Joe movies or something and oh, they needed people. Right. So I didn't get that job. And therefore oh, that's so you why the mummy. your choice of the mummy is a bad it's pick. Little bias. <laughs> little bias. Exactly. Little personal bias. bias. <laughs> Are you, do you have a little personal bias and shit because of like like Michael Jordan? Did he like step on your shoes or something? And be Rachel <laughs> no, as well. Space too? Jam just sucks ass. That's why. You know? mm. <laughs> were you were you a Lakers fan and not a Bulls fan? Okay, I get it. I understand. That's fine. Oh man. I'm from Pittsburgh, so I like the basketball team we don't have. So <laughs> I know what I said. Still. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, this was the hard choice for me. Cause like, like as, as you guys kind of know, and I like the, the logic behind the mummy pick and space jam for that matter, because of the, the reasoning behind it, I think holds up, even if I disagree with the choice. And I, I like the mummy as a movie more than I like space jam. But, uh, for this one, for me, I wanted to go in the sort of my pick probably would have been what Albert had last time, but I want to go with a different choice to sort of pepper our list with different things. Pulp fiction um, so I was thinking of like, what are the big independent films of that decade? Because growing up and, you know, being, um, what, eight years old to 18. Wow. In, in the nineties, I, um, that's really where I discovered film in particular, like interesting independent film in the later part of the nineties, thanks to VHS, really thinking back to the way to watching things in the video store and ho hoping my local video store had like the hard to find stuff. I didn't have like a blockbuster or Hollywood video. It was like the local place mm. It was on my paper out at the time. And so one of the movies that, like the that biggest I did 90s this statement I've ever heard ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a paper route. I went to Blockbuster. <laughs> Uphill both ways in the snow. <laughs> hey, 15 miles. <laughs> when it snowed, my dad would drive me, actually. When it snowed, my dad would drive me, thankfully. But, the, and it was, uh, like I said, a movie that represents sort of independent film to me, at least, but is also, uh, a, I think, a great film uh, being John Malkovich. 
It's a unique, oh, strange wow. movie that that it's it pushes buttons in ways. It's evocative. It's such a weird concept. It, when you explain it to someone, it shouldn't work, yet it becomes this beautiful, beautiful, profound thing. And I just think it's such an absolutely unique movie, and it, it's reflective of what we got to know from Spike Jones later in his career. This is before like Spike Jones was who he we know him to be as a filmmaker. I was kind of tossing around like maybe pick Rushmore or something, you know, do the Wes Anderson route. What are the other independent filmmakers that kind of came up at this time? But being John Malkovich for me. When I saw it, it, it borderline shocked me with just how strange it was, but how powerful emotionally too. And a film could be that way. I didn't know yeah. that movies had the ability to be like weird and odd and yet beautiful at the same time. And that was what that film was. And it's again, and I guess I, why I appreciate the mummy choice in even the Space Jam one is it for me, it's, it's a pick that it's, it's a great film on its own, but it's representative of 90s independent film that I discovered at that time and it's sort of very emblematic of that and that's why it's my second choice I love Charlie Kaufman this definitely shows the like the difference between like our gaps and what we yep. would have liked at the same time because I watched that movie and I was I was uh, younger than you so I watched it and it made me very uncomfortable so I didn't rewatch it until later uh, and I enjoyed it when I rewatched it later but as like as a younger person growing up in the nineties, I watched it. And I was like, this is making me very uncomfortable. Um, you talk about therapy for a movie. That one made me, I need to go <laughs> talk to somebody after that movie. Um, so yeah, there, there's, I think it's, I think it's great that we have like this gambit of uh, like, you had a different experience because of like the age that you experienced the movie at. And for me, like seeing it later, loved it. Um, but like when I watched it in the nineties, I was like, I cannot appreciate this um is the with a nice way of responding to it it's a good movie it's not my favorite charlie coffin uh but i love it so much i think animal lisa is my favorite it it's definitely a good independent film choice oh yeah like tyler tyler yeah. you say that on like this episode my nigga like this is all professionals and shit. i you know what and i'm I like what the fuck you know <laughs> i I made a mistake but betty geek and anna screwed us over i'm kidding no you guys are amazing i love this this is all awesome this <laughs> is hilarious this it's is a good, perfect it's, it's a good balance because wants. we're getting like <laughs> it, it, that's that's the fun of the episode right there yeah. man that's what this is this is oh yeah it, it challenges even my perceptions of what makes film matter to someone and i appreciate that as someone who True. loves film tyler like tyler i i love doing the ranking challenges with you when we do ranking challenges usually which you should 100 like comment and subscribe on uh we usually have fun with the list and we're like oh people are going to be mad at the list email us at jkrolling at gmail.com for any complaints i feel like when this episode's released, people are actually going to be pissed and try and murder <laughs> me on the streets because of our choices. No, I feel like people are going to be like, thank you for representing Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be like 10%. The other 90% going to kill us. So no, like... no, no, no. I know, who, I know who uses the internet. The internet loves Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The other 10% are still waiting in line for the arc light to, to reopen yeah. or whatever is happening with the, with the arc light. Touché. Um, but anyway, uh, okay. Alrighty. So, Albert, you have four f movies to choose from. You have The Iron Giant, The Mummy, Friday, and Being John Malkovich. So oh. these are also all over the place too. Like none Albert. of these are connected. I would say Iron <laughs> Giant and the Mummy are kind of a little Albert, are closer. Hear me out. All I'm saying, all right, is don't be racist. 
That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Don't be racist. I, I keep hearing That's that. That, 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 that tours me this week for some reason. I, I'm just saying. All I'm saying is think about my ancestors and the shit that we dealt with for like thousands of years and shit. Don't be racist. First off, going into this episode, I didn't realize that we were going to and have fun with our picks. Because I was trying to be kind of like, like Tyler said, legacy picks, like movies that will influence generations of filmmakers and whatnot. I guess I went about it the wrong way. I do like the fact that our picks are personal. You guys, at least. Well, mine too, actually. But so going with, with Josiah's first, I'll go reverse here. Uh, being Jamalkovich. Okay. Loved the movie when I saw it. Uh, it was absolutely bizarre just the way I wanted it and introduced me to Charlie Kaufman. Who, yep. who eventually made adaptation, which is my favorite Charlie Kaufman movie. Adaptation. You know, and 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 that's great and all. However, John Malkovich, I, I, I don't know if people go back to the movie uh as much as we think, you know. The the nerds and the geeks and, and the, the weird people who love the movie, but not exactly like a mainstream pop culture kind of phenomenon, being John Malkovich. I don't think so. So I'm not gonna choose that, sorry. Uh The Mummy. Love the Mummy. Really had fun with it when watching the nineties, and yeah, it was cheesy in, in a sense, and totally like Indiana Jones kind of like, but with the Mummy, totally get that. That was my feeling too when I saw the movie too, and it does have somewhat of a legacy nowadays. People do remember the Mummy very quite fondly. You know, I, I wasn't a big fan of the CGI, but we got what we get. You know, from the nineties, but um, still not gonna pick though. that one. Though. <laughs> right. So then we got down to the Iron Giant and Friday. Iron Giant, obviously, we all love Iron Giant. But when I saw it as a kid, too, I'm like, hey, it's E.T. with a robot. So, <laughs> but but essentially, it's like, uh... I loved it just the same. Albert, where are you at? I just want so to talk, Albert. I just want to talk. E.T. with a robot. Yeah. I... Perfect. It's, that's what it is. A lot of love. You can do the whole thing where you got the alien. Just, I just want to talk. Let me know where you, where, where you stay, Albert. Like, just let me know. Just, oh, my God. That's this. so amazing. This. What, you guys don't like E.T.? Uh, what? But, <laughs> that was great. The, the point is, is that that Iron Giant was like a phenomenal movie when when it came out, and I, I still hate the fact that we are not getting good products out of that movie nowadays. Not using not not using the guy properly. Okay, uh, and Friday, on Friday, funny movie. Gotta love that 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 slice of life kind of feel to 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 the to the narrative. The characters are like people you want to hang out with, people you know, kind of thing. So it's it's kind of it has a comfortable feel in Friday and it's it's a funny as heck, as heck movie. Like, so I'm, it's gonna go down to Friday and Iron Giant. And this, I keep hearing this word a lot, this this phrase a lot tonight. When I was a kid, I liked this movie, and honestly, I like Iron Giant most. So I'm gonna go with Iron Giant. Yo, let's go! Yes, it's a win for all of us. You know, it's a win for all of us. Albert, you were judged last. Would you like to go first? Oh, the the the, the picks I have. Uh, I'm trying to think. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this before anybody starts. Before anybody okay. starts, I had a number one pick, and it hasn't been brought up yet. And it is probably the most iconic '90s movie that I could think of. And if one of you doesn't say it, what I'm gonna be very sad. So, so yo, can you DM it to me? Real Wait, quick? Can <laughs> I, like, 
Like I'll pander to the jazz. I don't give a shit. Like in that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna move away from the the more nerdy picks that I think should be obvious. I'm gonna go with Scream, 1996 movie Scream. Oh, wow. Right? So, okay. But this is a movie that really blew up the horror genre when it came out. Yeah. Nobody was thinking about being meta. Right? This is the, this is the the horror movie that really went meta. He had a movie in the movie, a horror movie in the movie, in the movie, you know, thing. and it was very self-referential, which is a whole thing that happens nowadays. It spawns so many people being self-referential, being aware, actually have like actual characters in a movie that are that have seen movies. How many times do we do we watch movies where it seemed like none of them have seen a movie before? And this is one of the ones that really brought it out to the open. Yeah, everybody's seen a movie. You should be aware of all the movie tropes and apply it to real life because that's apparently the lesson we, we learn. Movies and TV show apply it to real life because apparently it's real life, right? But yeah, um, and such a simple horror figure guy in a black cloak and a white scary mask, and it's still iconic. Green. That's my pitch. That's a, that's a good pick. Okay. So I, if check out my channel, Josiah is right. I did an interview with Mark Scheffler, who's an actor who was not in screen, but he was in Wes Craven's first film, Last House on the Left. Mm. And in our conversation with the conversation with Mark, it came up how you have Wes Craven, such a brilliant filmmaker in that genre in particular, that he like invented the genre, kind of the slasher genre at that time, and reinvented it in the 80s and then reinvented it again in the 90s. <laughs> and it and and again like like Albert said being a kid or like a teenager in the 90s that was a huge movie too. Really big, really iconic movie that yeah, from that point of view it really it holds up in that regard for sure. Yeah, and created a horror icon. Like Ghostface is in uh the game yeah. Dead by Daylight. Uh, and gets has what? been referenced. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a character in Dead by Daylight, um, and it is referenced all the time. And they just had a a sequel, so it's still going. I'm pretty sure I did not choose your pick. All right, so let's go with Tyler. Okay, <laughs> I, didn't, I, I I know for a fact I didn't choose your pick. So all right, go ahead, go ahead, Matt. This one is my absolute favorite. I I this was a personal one. I'm not pandering to nobody. I. I religiously watched this movie. I'm not kidding. I watched this movie damn near. Actually, I watched it last week. Just because I love the fucking series. It is one of the longest running shows right now. It is actually animated as well, too. This movie taught me a lot. It was iconic in the 90s. It gave us very impactful shit. And to add on to it, Anyone young couldn't watch it. We had to somehow sneak into Blockbuster or, or uh, Hollywood Video, convince our parents to rent this movie for us, but not look at the box because it's oh technically God. rated uh, R as well, too. Yeah. To this day, this movie has taught me so much. It taught me where to find the clitoris at. It taught me, it still to this day tells me what would Brian Boltano do. Like, I have no <laughs> fucking idea at all. And I, it took me forever to look up who the fuck he was. So. My movie is South Park, the movie. I that, love that movie. That was my original one. Originally. Bigger, longer, and uncut. It, it's so good. Like, for 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 an animated series, that's just a kid's cartoon talking mad shit. With kid's each other. cartoon? Wait, wait, what? It's a kid's cartoon. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank okay. You. Kid's cartoon. 
talking mad shit about four fuckers from uh, from South Park, Colorado. The movie was actually fucking good. Now, you got a little bit of a teaser earlier that year because um, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker did the movie Basketball as well, too. And they did sprinkle a little bit of South Park in there with some of the voices and everything. But yeah, they- that was the iconic movie for the 90s. Like, when you found out spoilers when you find out what the fuck kenny looks like and when he actually spoke for the first time oh yeah that set all schools on fucking fire because people wanted that for the longest time we found it was so raunchy it was exciting it was funny as hell it throw back so many references to other previous episodes to this day i still call someone an uncle fucker from terrence and philip like it's so goddamn good now once again i understand everybody won't agree with me and I understand. But when you think of iconic shows and iconic things in the 90s, South Park was it. And the movie itself, even though it was 99 near the end of it, it, it actually brought in a nice era into the 2000s because then we got better quality shit. Yeah. It was the movie of the 90s. Tyler, do you need a minute since he picked you? No, your... I don't oh, okay. need a minute. All right, Tyler, will... go for it. I will say this. Okay. I understand it is not a good film. And I know this is not your pick. I know this a thousand percent. You know why I know this? Well, I'll say in a second. I understand that this is not the greatest film of all time, but I have to say, I know you said that there are three definitive 90s movies. I think you are cutting this one so much more short. I think this is the definitive 90s movie. A thousand percent. Like Shrek is the definitive 2000, not 90s movies or whatever called. Um, I, this movie is so iconic nowadays and always was it was scary for me when i was a kid when it came out it came out the end of the decade but it it encapsulated everything horrible director who has made horrible freaking films but the one of the the hottest cast of all time you already said it it's the mummy the mummy is the most definitive most 90s perfect encapsulation of like things that shouldn't work but it somehow does on a broad spectrum it's a horrible director horrible writing team with a very like with a cast that nobody thought would be good, really, but everybody Don't was. Don't you excited. say anything bad about Brendan Fraser? No, Brendan Fraser <laughs> is a national treasure, but uh, but He's after doing du- but, but after doing Dudley Do Right, I mean, he wasn't exactly like you know, like oh hey, this is you know, this isn't he's not he wasn't oh, the next hurt. Harrison Ford, you know I what I mean? George, but George I in meant, the Jungle was a masterpiece. You watch your damn mouth, <laughs> but you know, but you know what I mean though. Oh, like Cino you know, Man like, maybe would be an arguable to fit in this way actually. For That's very true. iconically nineties, maybe 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 I 90, feel like you know it's funny about this list. kind of come the, up. Yeah. The the age of us is showing by you guys have a lot of late nineties love, but it's not you really were coming the... of age more so in a different way than Albert and I were. So I mean, obviously, yeah. I pick my list differently, but it's just you can <laughs> see that, and it's not a it's not a bad thing necessarily. Oh, yeah. You know, well, we, we, you that think was about that because you're my only hope left. <laughs> I, I love them. I love the mummy. I think I actually think the graphics still hold up. I think it's still amazing. I think you're right. I think when it's scary, it's scary. When it's adventure, when it's fun, it's fun. When it's funny, it's really, 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 really funny because of the actors. Um, it is a very flawed movie, but works so perfectly. Some for some reason, and as many times as Scott's or as uh, as Stephen Summers has tried to re encapsulate it with Van Helsing 
you know, G.I. Oh. Joe, all this other stuff. He can't do it. And he couldn't do it again with the sequels. Like, the second one was fine. It was just a retelling. The third one was, oh, <laughs> I'm going with my heart. And I think um, it's a more serious film, but it's one that I discovered in the mid-90s. And it came out in the early 90s. It played over and over again on TNT at that point in time. And that that movie, it's the movie that launched Morgan Freeman as the narrator of every movie that came after. Ah. <laughs> it is the Shawshank Redemption. Of course, of course. It's just Damn. a great film in and of wow. itself. Yeah. It represents the decade well. It's a beautiful, <laughs> just beautifully performed movie, well-directed. Like every, I mean, I, like, I'm, it's a, you know, it, it features a prison rape. You can't go wrong with that. It is just a great film. Doesn't show it, but you know the the, the serious side of Josiah here. That it, it really was a film that watching it on TV, at, you know, on TNT, like as as I said, they would show it a lot, and it was just a beautiful, effective, effective film. Just a like sort of a more straightforward film, but at the time it was kind of like. Uh, I think it was like Oscar nominated when it was released. It was like in the early nineties, but it never, it wasn't successful. It kind of grew later. Mm. And that's just, that's my choice. I just, I had to go with the film that has my heart and that film more than any other film in the nineties does. No, oh, that's a incredible the film I watched choice. the most in the nineties. So. Uh, wow. That, no, that's a great choice. And I, I saw Shawshank Redemption uh, young and it was very, uh, formative and iconic for me and uh very similarly like like morgan freeman's voice and the scene where they're up on the roof uh and the scene where he gets out and he's in the rain like like iconic cinema um that yeah i didn't think you were gonna i would i didn't think you were gonna pull anything that i was like oh well it's not the matrix but you pulled <laughs> me back in you pulled me back in um so you know that's a solid choice so good good job going with your heart uh, let me start with Albert. Uh, Albert, great choice, iconic character, iconic film. And what you said about how it was self-aware is one of my favorite things in movies is when a movie is aware of itself. Um, and I don't like horror movies, uh, but I'm glad it, horror movies got representation. Yeah, Josiah just sighed at me. He was like, oh. uh, I, I don't like horror movies. Um, I never enjoyed them. I actually enjoyed Scream. Yeah. Um, the first one, the rest of them, I did not enjoy as much, but the first one I enjoyed. So like out of all the horror movies you could have picked, you picked probably one of the best ones in that list. Um, but I'm not going to go with it, uh, just because like, I feel like it's a lot of its iconicism comes from it being referenced. And, uh, I hate to say it, but scary movie made that made scream. Like it brought it up for me. Um, so yeah, it, or it brought it down. It changed the way I looked at the film a lot when I watched scary movies. So, so I'm not going to pick scream. Uh, and then Matt, Matt, I get it. I get it. Uh, look, I get it. I get if it. We, if we were doing pure animation, I such get a it. Good pick. But I the, the reason I'm not picking South Park is because if you had never watched an episode of South Park and you went and saw that in in theaters it it wasn't you wouldn't have enjoyed it as much i get the people it, no. who, the people who were fans of south yeah. park it was great but if you were going to see it purely as a film 
standalone as a film without knowing anything else about the characters, it's a little gated. It's a little of gated. Not. You're not going to get all the no. references. You're not going to appreciate the Kenny reveal. You're not going to enjoy like the little moments that they go back and forth and reference. Uh, so that's, and I, I played the video game. I loved that movie. I was all about South Park, uh, at the time. So, I but I don't, I, that's the reason I'm not picking it for number one. I get it. Um, so now, uh, uncle fucker. Uh, so <laughs> now we are between, uh, Shawshank Redemption and the mummy. <laughs> and, uh, and, to, to Tyler, these are complete opposites, but to me, these are like, oh yeah, I remember these big cinematic moments yeah. from both of these films. Um, one of them still gives me nightmares. The fucking scarab scene, I will never yeah. let it go. Um, this is hard, and I'm probably making the wrong choice. Like, the Shawshank Redemption is iconic, um, and I loved it. It's another one of those that I was probably too young to appreciate um, as much as I should have. And when I rewatch it and I have rewatched it, I, I thought it was amazing. Um, and it's going to sound weird, but uh, the what is it? The Green Mile uh, 1999. That was like that was more my my Shawshank Redemption um in a in a in a lot of ways because that movie it made me cry it made me feel things it made me understand like how unjust the prison system is and uh racism at the time um that that to me was my Shawshank so um I should be picking Shawshank that's that's the iconic movie I'm just saying it but I am absolutely because this is a 90s list and I think this is an iconic 90s movie and that's why I named it earlier I'm going with the mummy All right, we have our top three, the greatest. We are all professionals. We're professional guys' night, and uh, boys' night, boys', boys night. Uh, already, we we have yeah. chosen Space Jam at number three, the Iron Giant at number two, and the Mummy at number one. Josiah and Albert are just so happy with this list. Um, the Iron Giant is is the top tier '90s film. So I, I see. I came in thinking this was like a film list, and it turns out it's an episode of Game of Thrones. Oh no, we're yeah, trash. No, we're absolute trash. Um. Now we're going to go on to the two worst uh, of all time. I will be the judge on this one for the second worst 90s movie of all time. And uh, uh, Jeremy, would you like to go first? I do not want to go first. Okay. Who would... Uh, I'll, I'll choose. Um, I want Matt to go first because he's making a, a really creepy face to his camera. Uh. <laughs> I do it for the culture. But the culture ain't always the best choice sometimes. There's a lot of black iconic movies during that time. And a lot of people of uh, Negro descent actually love this movie. Love it. I, on the other hand, hate the shit out of it. Because I don't give two shits about it. You want to know why? Because let me describe this to you. Imagine Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, but with niggas. And instead of going to go get food, they find a condom. The movie Booty Call yeah. <laughs> is bad. I remember. Oh my God. It is a shit movie. It's so bad. If you haven't watched it, good. I'm glad. Once very, again. Very 90s, though. Very, very 90s. Very 90s. Very 90s. And once again, a lot of people ain't going to agree with me on this. But 
doing things for the culture is proper, but another time there are things we need to leave behind and we don't need to acknowledge it at all. And booty call is one of them. Because once again, it was literally Harold and Kumar go to White Castle for niggas. Literally that. You may not understand this because y'all are not niggas. I've seen booty call. How dare you? No. Okay, you're part nigga, all right? You're not going to say it, but you're, like, you're part, for some reason, you're part black, and I don't understand how. But we'll talk about that in another podcast episode. <laughs> the point is, Woody Call was not a good movie. And it had, it had it very known actors and actresses as well, too. It like had Vivica A. Fox in that shit. Yeah. It had uh, Jamie Foxx as well, too. Like, it was a movie with bangers in it, but like, really? Like, it's a movie about going on a double date. And going on an adventure to try to find a condo so you can fuck people. Like, <laughs> why? Why does this movie exist? I would like Josiah to go next. Okay. So, <laughs> there's a lot of bad movies in the 90s. And Steel was one of them that was on my floating around their maybe list. Uh, there was, a, you know, a lot of bad superhero movies, particularly in the 90s. They were trying to, like, figure out that genre. And it went really, really sideways. Uh, Batman yeah. and Robin one that I remember going to the theater and being excited to see. And it was like one of those, er, not early, but first like experiences where I went on my own and paid for my ticket and was really disappointed in what I saw. And that was, that was one of them that could be there. I'm going with a superhero movie that's so bad. It was never even released. It wasn't even meant to be released. Superhero. So movie so bad. It was just made. You keep the rights to a property so like 10 years later they could finally make the movie and that is roger corman's fantastic four yep i watched that recently too it's god awful the documentary is awesome but documentary is awesome it's great and i'm actually working on something for my channel about it so that should be out soon as well so hopefully these coincide with release and it wasn't even intentional why I picked it. I've had that script in my stack of YouTube video scripts forever. Oh, God. And but it is such a bad movie. You could argue that it's be, like so bad it's good bad, but it is <laughs> so bad that it was released. Avi Arad supposedly destroyed the prints of it. That it was so bad and he didn't want it out there. It did leak out there, fortunately. So you can watch the whole thing on YouTube, thanks yep. to people you know do, doing transfers. I was excited to see this movie and it was shelved and I, I never knew for years what happened to it. I just kind of forgot about it. And then it was way, way, way later when I discovered it on YouTube when YouTube still wasn't even like longer videos than like 10 minutes or whatever it used to yes, be. And it was right. broken up into like chunks that way. And that's how I finally watched it so many years later. And I was like, this thing it exists, this mythological, this, this is the unicorn, a horrible, terrible unicorn, but a unicorn. And then I finally got to see it. And I was like, that's why they didn't release that movie. Next up, I would like Jeremy to go. We'll end it with Albert. This one is iconically, iconically bad and famously bad. Uh, so, and I think it's more relevant to you. Hopefully my, my next pick is more, uh Josiah has heard of it especially if he with the movie he just referenced uh he may know about this one I'm gonna do last um I am gonna go with the movie that nearly killed video game movies I'm going with Super Mario Brothers oh god as 
iconically awesome iconically bad it was it was dragon ball super and avatar the last airbender before that it had all of this reference material it had all these games all these characters that it could have built off of at that point and cartoons yeah they had the cartoon show they had everything that they could have built it off of and the movie is made by somebody who had no idea what mario was he had, and it's so sad because the budget looked like it could have been a good movie, but it's famously bad. Uh, the, the Bowser is like this creepy, like weird gangster character. The The Mushroom Kingdom is like this weird, like cyberpunk dystopia New York. Like it is, it is bad. The characters are bad. And even with like the the good actors uh between like Mario and Luigi uh much better than Chris Pratt uh is it is bad it's iconically bad and it almost killed video game movies to the point where after that like people were like mm, maybe we shouldn't do Mortal Kombat maybe we shouldn't like push into that genre of movie making and since then like Mortal Kombat I liked um, but I would say we haven't had a good video game movie because of it until like Detective Pikachu and Sonic. Like every video game movie has been iconically bad, and it started with Mario. I think is especially for a '90s. If you're going '90s iconically bad and famously bad, it's it's got to be the Mario Brothers. Uh, a few things. Um, I'm gonna argue this later. I'm, I'm gonna disagree with you about the directors that didn't know anything. Their directors didn't know a lot. It's just it's argue with the studio. There are two. There are two things I suggest anybody to watch. There's a documentary called Super Mario Brothers. This ain't no video game. And then the other one is uh, What Happened? Super Mario Brothers. They both dive into it, and it's insanely enlightening. But it was essentially this uh, husband and wife who wanted to make a Mario movie and the studio told them, and they wanted to do a futuristic weird thing that even Nintendo was down for, but it was just fighting with the studio and too many hands in the pot. And that's why what we got, what we got. And if you read, if you read my reviews and Tyler, Tyler knows my opinion about a lot of movies. He's like, I don't hate a lot of movies. Yeah. I'm very forgiving. Very, very forgiving. Um, So when he said like, Oh yeah. uh, Worst movies for the nineties. I'm like, I don't even remember what I hated in the nineties, right? And then, and then it just kind of dawned. On, I was gonna say one of the one of the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, even though it's for me, it's kind of like whatever. Uh, but Josiah kind of mentioned it and piggybacking from Super Mario Brothers. I remember vehemently hating Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, because okay. uh, I like I, I like the first Mortal Kombat movie. I, I actually okay. really did love the first. Okay. Yeah, I was I was all in. I was all in with yeah, the first movie. I hate the first one. Then Annihilation <laughs> comes out, and I'm like, what the hell is this? It's like they just threw everything together because it's Mortal Kombat without any sense of reason. And the fighting was not as interesting as the first one was, and the the costumes were like just blah, and everything was just like what happened? They, they just like threw everything together. Just for a quick buck, it seems like, and and unlike Super Mario Brothers, which is iconically bad, as as Jeremy mentioned, nobody really remembers Annihilation. It's, nobody's true. I do. I remember it. <laughs> so I, yeah. 
So I have four amazing films to to, to to pick and choose from. I have Booty Call. I have Super Mario Brothers. I have Fantastic Four. Uh, Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. And uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I will take off Super Mario Brothers because here's the thing about Super Mario Brothers. It is still a fun movie to watch, to make fun of with friends. It is a blast. Like The Room, Super Mario Brothers... Like when I, I used to do bad movie marathons, which I don't know if you remember, I used to do that at a company we used to I used to work at with you, Albert. Um, but I used to do bad movie marathons every once in a while and stuff like that. But we always watched uh, Mario Brothers. We always watched The Room. We always watched um, uh, and Dragon Ball Evolution. Um, and then this ripoff of Kung Fu Panda, which is amazing. It's like the the amazing. It was like it's like the Chinese panda warrior. So I think it was, it was horrible. Uh, anyways, and so I'm gonna take off Booty Call, but goddamn Matt, that was a good fucking pick. It's a terrible You're film. Really? Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, it's terrible. I, I gotta. I mean, come on. Compared to a movie that didn't really release, that was so bad it didn't even really release. I mean, it released, but it didn't really release. Release. Wait, and what do you Mortal mean Com- it didn't release release? Uh it leaked. Yeah, and, and, and that was that was during one of the, the the beginning of the internet where videos and movies were leaking, even though it did come out in the nineties, technically still. Yeah. It still leaked. I mean, like, let's be honest here. I Okay, are you okay, but then I have Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which I'm actually gonna be picking as Mortal Kombat Annihilation because okay. <laughs> I, that makes wow. no sense. Because well, because the planning that they had for more Mortal Kombat movies, they had a they were trying to make a franchise out of it. They were going to have a tie-in TV show. That movie destroyed everything. It it it, it fucked over so many plans. Literally at that point, the most profitable video game series, and they fucked it up so hard that like People stopped. Nobody bought Deadly Alliance. Like, <laughs> that's how right, Deadly Alliance wasn't even good in the fucking first place. So no, it wasn't. Oh, no, it was Mortal Kombat 4 at the time. But, like, Mortal Kombat 4 tanked. But, like, be- Annihilation damaged a, a everything. Like, that that franchise on every level, that it, it like, it, it killed the legs of it. I, and, like, I, I disqualified, in my head, Fantastic Four because it didn't technically come out. It leaked out. But it, Tyler, uh, I almost didn't pick it. I almost didn't no, pick I it know. for that reason. But it's great. It's great. And I, I'm glad it's said. I just feel um, like... Yeah, it needed to be said out loud. <laughs> yeah. This is a bummer, man. That's, uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Don't try and justify booty call. Don't try. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm just... I, I'm saying... I'm but Josiah's right, though. Josiah's <laughs> right. Okay, either way, that's number two. Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation. Second worst uh, 90s movie ever. And we go on down to the worst... 90s movie of all time and i will go first uh unless josiah doesn't want me to no, uh, go ahead dude i will go Hold first on. since i was judged last this failed failure of a of posing to be a different movie that came out the exact same year with the ugliest cgi of all time i know mortal kombat one has some horrible and um cgi i'm talking about ants fuck ants ants is the worst <laughs> thing one of the top five worst films i have ever seen in my entire life ants is so bad it is woody allen which i don't even get me started on that whining (laughs) for an hour and a half as an ugly ant with sylvester stallone as an ugly ant with a plot that doesn't matter 
And like the fact that another movie came out the same year looking like, I don't know, art and just completely annihilated it. Uh, like ants is just the worst. It is the worst. Yeah. I did not actually hate ants. So shrug, right? I'm forgiving. Like I said, uh, I'm obviously- actually, I kind of fell asleep watching a bug's life. So there's that too. So what? I don't know if it's the case for Albert as it was for me, but I went and saw Bugs Life because the Star Wars Episode One trailer was on the Bugs Life, and that was the movie you had to go to see to see it because it was not easy to stream video in 1998, I believe. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's funny because uh, I don't know that I hate ants for sure, but it's oh yeah, the other Bug movie at the very least that came out that year. So. I love Bugs Life. I love it still today. Huh. I, I, I loved a Bugs Life. I just watched it. Oh, yeah, like a pretty pandemic. little butterfly. Jeremy, you're next on my list. So. Oh, I wanted to go last for this. Okay, so my movie is a movie that was so bad, so bad, and had a full budget, uh, and a lot of corporate backing, but it was so bad that you forgot it existed, and that movie. Is called Warriors of Virtue. <gasps> oh my god, the kangaroo movie! And I hope I, Tyler, please put up some shots from this film because it was nightmare fuel. The fuck so is for, it called? Was. I've, yeah. Yeah, I've actually seen so, it. Yeah. So seen Google it Warriors of Virtue. Warriors of Virtue was a a supposed to be a blockbuster film with a ton of funding put into it. Uh, it was sponsored by Pepsi. It had toys that were at McDonald's or Burger King. I forget which one. There was a huge toy line. They put so much money into this film, and it was so bad that you forgot it existed. So yeah, this was there. This was after Ninja Turtles was popular. We had all those bad cartoons that were rip off of Ninja Turtles. Some of them were good. Street Sharks, I'll give you. Um, biker, mi- biker mice from Mars. <laughs> but then the. So this movie had, if if you look at this movie, if you look at the characters, if you look at these kang- kangaroo people, uh, they are nightmare fuel to look at. Uh, and it is, it was so bad. And I, as a kid who loved Kung Fu, who loved Power Rangers, who loved Ninja Turtles, I was so excited to go see this movie. And as soon as the kid falls in the little sewer drain that takes him to another world that's full of like kangaroos and rhino people that look hideous i was out um and it was it was iconically bad the toys i had all the toys before the movie came out i had all the burger king toys and like there were pepsi commercials featuring like these these characters and I it was the commercials for it they put in so much money and it flopped so bad that it is it is one of those things that was so bad your brain blocked it out until this moment well, it's funny because, like, you, Jeremy, like you said, that it was so big on the hype. I remember the hype. Like, I remember the hype about the movie more than I remember the movie. And I didn't. I was <laughs> all on board because I was a big Ninja Turtle fan. This was kind of the end, you know, as I was like sort of not being into toys, or at least thinking societally I shouldn't be into toys. Um, I've changed my mind about that. But the the hype was so big that I was excited about this movie. It was so bad that it was gone before I ever got to see it. And I saw it 
I saw it years later, so I didn't yeah, see I it, but it was like way later when I learned that it was a bad movie. I was like, oh, that, like you said, that movie, I forgot that existed. Let's watch it. I, oh, I'm pretty sure bad. it also was only available at Hollywood Video, too. I don't think Blockbuster, <laughs> or it was like one of them didn't carry it, too. Yeah, it was it was so bad, it almost immediately got pulled from theaters. It it died on VHS. It was... But the toys were awesome. The toys were great, and like, it the premise was good-ish. Uh, like, the idea, everything they were going for, like, the, the kangaroos had different elements. One was steel, one was fire. Like, they were doing fun kung fu stuff that was there. Like, and it could have been so good. And with the amount of money they put into it, it could have been amazing. It could have been a whole launch, but it was so famously bad that people just completely forget it exists. Uh, Matt, you're next on my list. My <laughs> it hurts me too because the movie is absolute garbage, but the series as a whole is god tier amazing. It's, it's been around since like the 60s. I want to say 50s, but I'm actually not sure. Um, but the reason why this movie was so bad was just like most things regarding anime, uh, Hollywood shit, and everything. A success of a movie or of something in a different country, then they try and bring it over to America and try and translate it into like an American version of it and everything. And obviously it does not pander well. I love the King of Kaijus with all my heart. I truly do. Oh. But Godzilla, the 1998 version of the movie, was the worst fucking thing in my life. Fuck, I forgot. God about God. exactly. I That's disagree. Why <laughs> no, fuck you. So I love the whole Godzilla series. I Roland Emmerich. I, man. I follow that shit borderline religiously. And out of all the Godzilla movies, out of all of them, that was the one I fell asleep in, and I just hated it. And it just sucked. I even tried to rewatch it, fell asleep again. I tried to rewatch it a third fucking time. Got through it, realized why I fell asleep as well too. That movie was bad, and it, it's a shame because when you look at every other Godzilla movie, and I mean every other one from original Japan to the new ones now, anything in between, they're usually so fucking good, and they're so fucking amazing, and the quality and the cinematography and even the uh, the fucking the composure of the music as well too is so good. But this one, what this about one the movie? Wrong. What about the movie where they prayed Mothra away? Hold on. Look, Hold look, on. look. Hold we on. understand. Look, I understand. <laughs> look, they prayed Mothra away. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But at the same time, compared to that, to this one, eh, I'd rather pray away Mothra and give. Different yeah. kind of bad, you know? Yeah. And like, it, it <laughs> is what it Mothra is. The Lord away. Jesus Christ himself took Mothra away. So whatever. And then you post it. Like, you have Roland Emmerich, the director, and Dean Devlin, the producer, coming off of Independence Day which is another hugely iconic 90s movie. Mm-hmm. It holds up. It, I don't know if I, how well it holds up, but I'm saying in terms of like 90s things, Will Smith, yeah. the action, like Fox, right? All these things that are like huge, like the movie was huge, huge, huge at the time. And then yep. they make the Godzilla. That's their follow-up to that. Like <laughs> it was insulting uh, that that movie. Jeremy, I understand. We all have different tastes. The main point is, Godzilla, the, that movie in particular was an insult to Godzilla movies itself, in my personal opinion. And that movie should not even been made. Uh, I'm, I'll make it quick then, just to, just to wrap things up. Uh, it's a cliche answer. 
And honestly, I would have gone with Batman and Robin, but I'm actually going to go with Batman forever. Yeah, I, I agree. Wait, 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 which one's the one with the bat nipples? That was Batman and Robin. Batman represents Robin. them. Batman Forever is the one that first shows you the bat nipples. Correct. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, they're right. both of them. That's right. Okay. All right. Exactly. Exactly. Which one was which? Yeah. He gets his new exactly. costume. It's a big reveal yeah. later in the movie, yeah. The Val Kilmer one is the one. Uh, the reason why I'm choosing that over the cliche answer, which is Batman Robin, because at least Batman Robin at least embraced being campy. So I'll give love, them that. It Batman was campy, Robin, and it was campy, right? Um, who who can forget like like Mr. Freeze's lines, right? But oh yeah, everybody chill. But Batman <laughs> Forever was like that. That Joel Schumacher wanted to do campy, but can't go completely campy because coming off from Tim Burton. It was a mixed bag of many different things that just did not work. And, Fully and rusted metal, Batman. But but Batman Forever, it's it's for me like it it kind of ruined the Batman franchise, and and especially coming from the Tim Burton movies, Batman '89 and Batman Returns was great, and then Batman Forever comes along and just kind of ruined the character, uh, made him too lighthearted, I guess. Compared to considering he's Batman, he was there was a scene where he's like. Doing this stupid grin that that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way, and the whole movie just kind of like it was forgetful. Jim Carrey tried to save it by being crazy, but it wasn't I was about that. to say Jim Carrey was great. Yeah, <laughs> like, Jim Carrey was amazing. He tried to save yeah. it, but he tried to save it, but no, not 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 to me. Batman Forever, I I it's no by no means a great movie or even maybe a good one, but I don't hate it. I. Yeah. I I enjoy it. And like I said, I the personal experience of watching Batman and Robin and like feeling offended in the theater. Whereas this, I was still young enough that I could, you know, where you just accept this is what a Batman movie is. And I'd, I'd already seen the other ones, but like this is now what it is. And I just accepted it and enjoyed it. Whereas I will Batman say Bat- Robin- Batman Forever did give us one of the greatest movie songs of all time. I'm just saying. It did. I had the soundtrack. No. Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> yes. Right. I had the soundtrack, and there was a there's a U two song on that soundtrack, and I played it over. Oh, over that's again. right, Bad Days. Oh yeah. my god, good song. Um, it's I just gotta say, it's more the forgettable other Ant movie from 1998. Not that it's a good movie, but it's more hard to remember than it is bad to me. Warriors of Virtue is a, a strong contender, but it's just kind of more forgettable and more and more almost more interesting because of the hype that was there as opposed to the movie. But one of the other formative experiences in me becoming maybe a film snob or something, I remember I was in high school. It was the summer after Godzilla came out. And it was like the recap of Kid You Hadn't Seen all summer. Like, hey, how are you doing? I'm good. What'd you see? I went and saw Godzilla. It's the best movie ever. And I spent the next 40 minutes explaining to him why he was wrong, why Godzilla... (laughs) was absolute <laughs> trash and one of the worst movies ever made. I talked about all the old Godzilla movies uh, on and on and on, why this one was bad on its own merits, if you take that out of the picture. <laughs> and I just, just ripped this movie apart. By the end of it, he agreed with me that he didn't like Godzilla. <laughs> and so I have to go you with Matt on this one and say, Godzilla <laughs> is the worst movie of the 90s. And it is you certainly the, one of the, if, even if you don't think it's the worst movie, it's one of the biggest bombs oh of the 90s. Could they yeah, pour money into that movie? The marketing behind that movie, the here lizard, lizard, lizard thing with the talk, with Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. So my here oldest lizard, brother, lizard, lizard. This is a bummer, man. That's, uh, that's a bummer. But Godzilla was just, it was like an implosion in the 1990s. 
marketing crashing on top of you, a bad movie, Matthew Broderick, um, the there's a part where like they use an electric wire and put it in Godzilla's tooth when the cab is yeah. in the mouth, like. Just there's so much wrong. And then they tease the sequel. Oh, we're going to get that sequel for sure with the egg in the thing. So that is why Godzilla is the worst movie of the 1990s. That is a good. American Godzilla is all the Japanese people call him Zilla. They don't even put the whole name. They just call him Zilla. And they know it's that American. Oh, that's amazing. Um, This is why. Already. Well, that is our defined list for the top three. We have Space Jam at number three, Iron Giant number two, and The Mummy at number one. And for the two worst, we have Mortal Kombat Annihilation and at the worst, Godzilla 98. Thank you guys so much for being here. Before you go, give your plugs, but also uh, say some uh, honorable mentions, too. Uh, We all say two honorable mentions and keep it really short. Um, And uh, yeah, we will start off with my two normal uh hosts for mo- uh, most of stream making challenge goes to the movies yeah, so uh the 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 there's a lot of honorable mentions but i'll go with one that's like i felt was iconic and important for me at the time the blair witch project maybe not a great film but uh such a groundbreaking film very different film that holds up and another one that was a big film for me and my friends with sort of problematic filmmaker behind it that i wanted to mention is braveheart it was a big, like, you know, and especially if this is Guy's Night, I think we're like, you know, Braveheart's a very Boys good night? movie to mention on Guy's oh, Night. Yeah. Just Boys, ignore Braveheart Mr. Gibson's yeah. anything he's done or said. Find me on YouTube, Instagram, uh, probably other places as Josiah is right, W-R-I-T-E. I want to go also with another horror scary movie going to my screen thing, The Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense, which popularized the whole gotcha at the very end of the movie kind of thing. And it's it's just a solid movie as well. The acting's really good, the writing's really good, and and even they even toss in the whole Easter egg with the color scheme kind of thing, which I didn't know when I was first watching it. Then watching it again, I go, oh yeah, and all these little directing things. Definitely for me, this is Shyamalan's best movie. You know, I mean, he got he got the, the superhero movie he did, so there's that too. But, <laughs> but I'll, I'll do another, another honorable mention. I like like. Like we all know, there's there's a bunch of them. If I'm just gonna go off the top of my head, Men in Black. I had a lot of fun watching Men in Black, and and none of the sequels could top that one. Not another one of the franchises where the first one is still the best. Fun movie. The 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 chemistry between uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, excellent, and just the uh, the world building of that universe in this one movie. Plus, animated series was also pretty good too. That came out after that. So Men in Black. Yeah. And to plug myself, uh, you can find the Stuff in Junk Show podcast on any of the podcast apps out there, Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, or whatever. And I'm on uh, Instagram at Albert5x5. Honorable mention for me goes to Kiki's Delivery Service. I love the fuck out of that movie. That was actually my third choice. Even though that movie did come out in 89, it did not make its way to the United States until December 20th, 1990. So it is a 90s movie in my book. Love the fuck out of that movie. Okay. Other uh, honorable mention is Rush Hour 1. I don't need to say more about that. Y'all already know why. It's great. Hi, niggas. My name is Matthew. I own a clothing shop named Nerdy Bit. Buy my shit. I'm poor. I got college debt to pay off because I don't know if Biden going to cancel this debt or not. So go on my website at nerdybit.co and buy my shit. I had a big list of honorable mentions. I, I think the 90s was a great time for films. So this was this was... 
the it was hard for me to pick uh because I have so much nostalgia for these. Um so for my first honorable mention, I have to give it to Jurassic Park. Uh we mentioned it earlier. It's it's iconic. I love dinosaurs, I love the ride. Everything about the film to me was amazing. And as a kid, it like sent shivers down my spine. There were intense moments. The effects were amazing. The the practical effects were just phenomenal. And uh, it has to be Jurassic Park for my honorable mention. My other honorable mention was a split between two Robin Williams films that were very oh, iconic geez. for me. Any Robin Williams movies. Oh, my God. So for, for Robin Williams... Uh, I have to say Mrs. Doubtfire is the reason I got into voice acting uh, because that movie taught me that voice acting was a job because of the opening sequence. But the movie itself is hilarious. I think it's it's really iconic. But if I'm going with one that stands up to this day, I have to go with Hook. And I am Jeremy TV. Uh, that's Jeremy with an O, J-E-R-O-M-Y TV. Uh, you can find me on any social media and Twitch. Uh, where I play video games, um, and you can check me out there and come argue movies with me on any social media. <laughs> My two honorable mentions, one of them is going to be The Fifth Element. Love The Fifth Element. It's just iconic. I love that film so much. It's 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 broken and crazy, but I, I love it very much. And unfortunately, we lost a huge hero of, I believe, all of ours uh, with Kevin Conroy. So my other men uh, mention is going to be mask of phantasm batman mask of phantasm i think is one of Great. the best batman films Great. um i love that movie i have it my, my i still have the dvd and the case i love it so much please subscribe to this channel please like please comment all the stuff follow us on all social media we're mostly active on tiktok and uh thank you so much for watching listening to us argue for this long and oh, um, have a wonderful day and keep on ranking <laughs> <laughs>